Welcome to episode 88 of the Better With Running podcast. I am Zach Newman, run to bb coach, and alongside me, my co-host is Chris Armstrong. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, mate. Good to be here. It's 88. Jeez, we're, we're getting close to 100. I know. We've got-, we're, um, got to go into the nervous 90s soon, mate, and um, get through to the uh, get through to raise the um, raise the microphone up for the century. We're going to have to come up with something special for the milestone, mate. Yeah, have to line up some uh, some big guests, maybe some heavy hitters out there, and uh, yeah, see what we can line up. How you been going, mate? It's uh, we've got a bit to chat about on this episode. There's been a lot going on in the uh, running world. We're gonna we're gonna uh, obviously hear about your training, my training, but uh, above all, we're gonna hear from um, James Hansen. He's gonna pop into the show and uh, give us a bit of a rundown on his season. He's had a cracking. Uh, Cracking summer, and then also um, Boston Marathon. We had a few run to PB legends go around in that, and um, yeah, cover cover a bit of that. Mate, lots to lots to go over tonight. I'm looking forward to the catch up with Jimmy. He's had an absolute sensational start to the year um, across a heap of distances too. I mean, I'd be interesting to get his insights on what he felt his highlights were. But um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to. I mean, when so many, it'd be hard to choose. It'd be a nice problem to have. I know, yeah. So good seeing him come back, and we'll we'll hear about some of the things he's um he's overcome, uh, yeah, in the, in the past few years, and to see him running the the times he is now, it's just um yeah, awesome. And um, he's obviously coaching with us for a while now, so he's um also enjoying that caper, and will be be good to hear how that's all going as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Interesting seeing you know, people jumping on the run to PB even as coaches, mate, and still producing their best results. So good signs. It is good to see, mate. <laughs> and um, I was scrolling through your Strava, mate, watching your runs and sessions come through, and I noticed uh, you had the 10K threshold on the Friday, mate. Tell us about that one. Yeah, no, I think um, I'd spent most of the week trying to eat my weight in my hot cross <laughs> buns, so... <laughs> we'd um fueling yeah a little bit of carb loading uh, i'm not quite sure what for but um, that was yeah we've certainly probably overindulged a little bit over the last couple of weeks but that's okay yeah. um yeah look brought the session forward to friday because really wanted to jump in and do um anna's long run session with her on the saturday so um jumped out there solo on the friday and got the threshold done it was um it just ended up being a set, well, 36 minutes we allocated for it. Um, and it, I don't know, probably one of those bad people that I think 36 minutes had passed and I'd run sort of 9.9 something and went, oh, well, <laughs> even better. Let's go and run 10. I'll feel a bit better in the afternoon if I do. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Look, to be honest, I think whilst it's a better looking session than it was, um, got it, like I'm really happy with how I controlled the effort. I think um, first couple of K were around a 340 average and then um, just tried to lock into a rhythm and, and hold from there and with the loop that I do there's a, a few bends in it where I, look it's probably two or three seconds of K generous but you know in the scheme of things it's probably a tick under 
37 minutes for 10K. And you know, I'm stoked for that because I've had races in the past where I've been flat out running that. So to be able to do that in a training run as we prepare for Gold Coast and then pull up pretty well the next day to go and do a, you know, a long run session with Anna. Um, yeah, certainly very happy with how the body's traveling at the moment. Is that the loop? No, that that's different to. The, oh no, that is the loop you did a few, I reckon, a few weeks ago. Maybe you had yeah, to. pretty similar. Um, just with this one, I just extended it out a little bit, so there's a bit of a around the estate. You can sort of make it into a seven k loop if you want to. So took that took that longer loop, and then there's a like a little sort of two and a half, sort of nearly three k. Um, little loop around Kyle Lakes that you can do. So I think there's a segment around there too, which I might've picked up a crown on. So <laughs> it was a nice way to, to finish Good Friday. Yeah, but, uh, the perfect storm. See, yeah, uh, no, that's that a good one. Nice little loop, that perfect storm. So um, yeah, just knock that over and, you know, the scheme, it was good. Got that done. Um, and then knowing that I had the, so on the Saturday, We'd planned so Anna was going to do Westcott Fartlek mm. uh, as preparation for Great Ocean Road, and I must admit I was a little bit nervous because I, I guess after a session I probably don't do as much due diligence as I should in recovery, so I'm usually a little bit, and it, it helps me run a bit slower in the long run. But yeah, um, I was a bit nervous because I didn't want to be the person who got 10, 15 minutes into Saturday and go, oh, "Hey, sorry, Anna, I know I promised I'd be here, but <laughs> I'm just going to have to. You're going to have to." it alone so i had a big day on the water and, uh, and the magnesium and mm. uh, some of the pillar performance magnesium shout out nice. to, to those guys which um, did the trick and um yeah and actually i ate fairly well fairly responsibly it wasn't so many hot cross buns on Friday, <laughs> but, um, yeah no i sort of really put in a lot of effort spent a bit of time on the pilates reformer and foam rolling and that it almost felt like it was race day yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> trying to dig myself out of it a little bit of a hole but um mm. i'll tell you what saturday is probably one of the most enjoyable training runs i've done in a very long time um it's always i, I certainly wasn't pacing in for, for that one but it was more just there for the company and you know, just watching one of your you know your, your best mates but also your athletes um, mm. running around in a session that you know they're going to find a bit challenging um, and to sort of say you know, certainly I don't want to go on for, for too long but to sort of see Anna's confidence grow as the session went on um, and really sort of get to the end of it feeling really good um, you know just sort of the smile at the end of it right? it's priceless just mm. you know and you, know, you see how proud they are I think Anna ended up running about a bit over 17K in an hour, 15, about 4.20 average. And yeah, solid. just, um, yeah, just absolutely nailed it to the point where I mean, she was meant to have a rest day on the Sunday and she was, you know, almost, you know, begging us to be able to go out and go for a run. <laughs> I think knocked over a cheeky 35 minutes on the way out to go and visit her dad. But, um, yeah, yeah, like it just really, really enjoyable weekend of running. Um, you know, it's Feel like running those pro hours i think um i didn't start my session till the the late time of 20 past six on friday <laughs> and then um yeah saturday we um we started a little bit later than we, we normally would for a run like that so yeah now between the two of us it's um things are looking good mate yeah well, it's almost that i mean being the easter in, in here um being that easter break I think also helps give everyone a bit of a lift. Um, yeah, knowing, well, not, not everyone gets a break, but uh, <laughs> if you did have time off and you, um, 
Yeah, and I think getting up for a session and the weather was well, weather was pretty nice down your way. Oh, it was perfect. It was yeah. glorious. <laughs> yeah, just, so perfect conditions. Yeah, really gets you up. Just um, there's nothing but pure sunshine and, you know, not even a breath of wind. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was just super enjoyable. And then on the once um, we finished up with Anna and did a bit of a cool down, we made my way down to Parkrun and um, Chris Nicholson was doing a 5K time trial. So I got there just in time to run the last 2K with him. I did um, see. I, I reckon I've seen a photo of you floating around in that, mate. Um, I think there's a set of footage. legs. Yeah, there's a bit, <laughs> little bit of um, my legs um, in the background. But, yeah, poor old Chris has just um, got up after a recovery nap on the grass. Um, <laughs> post 5K effort. But he snuck in for a PB and he was absolutely thrilled. Um he took, a, he took a second off his park run. I was going to say, wasn't it a real close one? So he got there by a second. Yeah, he was a bit nervous that the, <laughs> um, the park run timer might have started a bit early <laughs> and shorted him out. But um, mm. no, got across the line. So I don't know, a, bit, a really good reward for the effort. But, um, PB's a PB. That is. They all count. They all yep. count. So no, he was wrapped and then got to, not only that, mate, um, got to catch up with a great man, Dane Burtway. So Dane yeah, is in I, town. I heard a yeah. rumor he was heading down your way, and um, I was hoping you guys would would hook up for um for a bit of a. Did you get a chance to warm down with him, or? <laughs> well, it's, no, I didn't. But only because I was by the time I bumped into Dane and I'd done my session with Anna and we'd warm up session, cool down, and then ran that lap with Chris. I'd already done twenty five k for the day, and I was pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. buggered. <laughs> so yeah. poor old Dane came over, and oh, it was it was unreal. Like, you know, I'm not sure how he recognised me, but um, yeah, he um, popped over. We had a chat, and all of a sudden, before we knew it, half an hour was gone. And his wife had brought him over a coffee, and he drank half of that. And he sort of mentioned that he did need to go and do a cool down. But um, yeah, yeah, we just kept chatting. And I think by the time nine o'clock rolled around, the sun was out, and I was starting to get a bit sunburnt. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, now we had a, a good chat and a good catch up. It, it was awesome. You know, it's the sort of stuff where you know, I hadn't sort of um plan to go down to parkrun but just had a little bit of time and then mm. it all just worked out so well and then here yeah you sort of chatting away with, with dane who i'd listened to on the podcast and obviously one of your great mates zacker and someone i respect a hell of a lot mm. um so it was a great chance just to uh, like have a few laughs and talk about running and uh, you know just say thank you for the stuff that he does for the running community as well because you know he's got a great thing going he down does. there with the run culture hours and um you know, he's just certainly one of those people out there who's just making the community a better place with the knowledge that he's that he's spreading amongst the group. Yeah, his enthusiasm for running is it's it's infectious, and you you get that when you hang out with him. And obviously, that's a, you've obviously listened to him on the podcast, and then when you meet him, and like, yeah, he, I, I can get, I can see it now. Dane would have, you know, if. <laughs> If you didn't hint to say, "Hey, mate, you better go do your warm down," he would have he would have spoken to you for two or three hours about running. Oh, and I, I would have <laughs> entertained him too. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, like we were happily having a chat. I think, yeah, um, yeah. Sort of by the time that like, we literally were the last ones to leave park run, so everyone else had cleared out. The volunteers had left. They packed up the finish line, and there was just me, Dane, um, my wife Nora and um, Chelsea and Chris Nicholson and Taryn Kirby, all, all run to PV guys just hanging around um, listening to me and Dane have a chat. So, nice. yeah, it was good fun. And did Dane, did the park, I feel like he did the park run. I he did. I saw he uh, mentioned something about 
once he found out which way he was going, he, he was able to sort of get going and run pretty solid. Yeah, no, he eased his way into it till he sussed out the course and what way it actually yeah. went um, and then kicked it home pretty strong over the last sort of two and a half K. And I mean, he ran around 16.10, which he was pretty happy with. So Big last um, K as well, put the foot down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he, he went out in about, I think, 3.25 um, just to try and suss out where he was meant to go. And he did have a guy who was working very hard chasing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he realised that... Um, Dane was just going about half or three quarter effort, and then when Dane put the foot down, this poor fella, he just detonated. So yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and in big and and so you round out the week, ninety four k. Is that right? Or is it? Oh there's a, there's yeah, a... no. Nah, so on the Sunday, um, there's a there's a six k walk which I changed back to a walk. Um, so yeah, on on the Sunday, and I just went and did a recovery walk and listened to another podcast, and I just marked out a track for the Runners Club handicap, which is coming up this weekend, a six k one. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, so no, that definitely. Oh, if Andy's listening. I didn't run that far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I was meant to do the eighty eight. No, I was meant to, but um, yeah, eighty eight k week, which is one of the biggest weeks I've had in ages. So I've had a little bit of a lighter start to this week just to try and absorb that um probably a bit more self-conscious now than i used to be and think you know usually i, I probably would have looked back and gone hey just did 88 let's try and build on that whereas now just don't want to be greedy i want to make sure that you know with a pretty solid friday and um you know don't get me wrong saturday took a fair bit out of the legs too so yeah. um yeah just want to make sure i absorb that and uh, get on that um, that start line in a couple of weeks for the relays at Gels Park, mate. That great wall of blue that you have on your uh, Strava uh, graph. It's um, quite a sight, mate. It's, uh, it's a real, real show of uh, strength that you've got built up there, mate. Yeah. It's oh. uh, quite impressive. Well, it's just um, want to keep it going now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's not quite great wall status just yet, but um, yeah, hopefully we can we can keep putting some more bricks in there um, over the next few months. Very good, mate. Uh, it's uh, and race wise, have we? We know we've got the XCR. You know, you have signed up, you're locked in for that. Have you got something before that? Uh, no, no, not at this stage. I think where are we? Seventh of. 7th of May, so we're all of we're two weeks, we're a fortnight away from um this weekend. So yeah, yeah, but from everything I can yeah. gather, I'll be um the last one picked in division four <laughs> relay <laughs> in a couple of weeks, and um we'll we'll see how that goes. Um but yeah, at the moment just looking to do it um, due to the XCR and um, stay in one piece, really, not try and get nice. too carried away. Good work, mate. Just the old uh the old footy cliche, stay it week by week. Yeah, week at a time, um, <laughs> not getting ahead of ourselves. I think there's a couple, I could drop a couple other cliches yeah. or or some of mine and take it. sayings in there, but yeah, no, one we'll run at a time, it. mate. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're respecting the opposition. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Now, you've been traveling along pretty well, mate. See, there's a nice little session around your, I guess, your local legend area around the boulevard. <laughs> On the Saturday, it was three by eight minutes with a couple of minutes recovery. Yeah, a bit of an old favourite of mine. The um, the three by eight off 
two minutes. Um, obviously, if you're one of my athletes, you've probably copped this in the program a little bit. <laughs> and I just think it's um, yeah, really ticks a lot of boxes this session. And um, I think for me, I just I sort of built up you know, in the past month, six weeks, um, just doing a few sort of variations of this. There's not so much um, three by eight, but I think I did two by 10 and, um, you know, some, a couple of eight minutes um, previously. But yeah, back to this staple three by eight, which is a good sign that the body's ready to do that workout and yeah, get back, got back on the, on the Yarra Boulevard, my favourite spot. And, uh, yeah, dragged out Al for uh, Alfiola, my training partner. He was um, he was ready to go. And um, we, yeah, I think this workout just, I guess for me, is trying to get in at half marathon. Where, half marathon pace or where I'm at over the half marathon, where I think I, and I thought about 320s or 325s would be, would be about right. Um, although the first rep uh, is probably just, struggled a bit early to just get on that pace and i think that's just the indication that i've still got a bit of work to do before i can like i know when i'm fit when i can just sort of lock in on that pace and not even look at the watch and go yep i'm bang on that sort of 320 range but um i think when i looked at my watch at some point i feel like i'm going okay and it was 330s and i was hoping it was a dead spot but i think it was probably all right probably bang on um but yeah second rep felt better so i think that's the the big sign for me compared to say a month ago when i sort of hit the second rep for you know into 14 minutes of a session 15 minutes and i'd start to start to go start to struggle a bit or go backwards and in this one i actually felt like i was starting to run over the ground and feel stronger in that back half of rep two and uh, and then was sort of excited in a way to get to rep three and, and, and push it along a bit. Um, last few minutes, last four minutes was hard and actually had uh, had a flyby from uh, Marantelli, Michael Marantelli, AFL umpire, stall gift. Uh, he's, he's won a bunch of races and he, he was actually heading to stall on, what was this? This was on Saturday. So he was just doing a bit of a shakeout run. He was obviously heading to stall for the gift on the Monday and uh, yeah, gave him a bit of a wave. He's, he's a Richmond, Richmondite. So always good to see him out and about. And then, uh, yeah, was finishing on the Yarra Boulevard and then uh, Sammy, the shoe dog McLean uh, happened to ro- roll by on the bike. And uh, yeah, I just finished and he he'd actually paced L on the bike for the last bit and then uh, got a bit of a debrief from, um, from Sammy, which was, which was good. I hadn't seen Sammy for a while. So it was good to catch up with him. Albeit I was uh, was hunched over at the end and <laughs> hands on trying, knees, yeah, just trying to sort of uh, regain myself. But um, yeah, all in all, just a, a really good good one to get in the in the bank. Um, sort of feeling those Saturday sessions starting to feel back to, to normal, which is a good sign. No, good stuff, mate. I suppose with you with the efforts that you ended up running, what would you? Do you reckon they were sort of close at a half marathon or a bit closer to 10? Or like, what was the feeling by the end of the session? I reckon the third rep, I was probably, yeah, not 10, but close to it. Like, um, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was half marathon. I was probably working a little bit harder, to be honest, um, than, than half marathon. So, but that's all right. It was, um, it was, it felt good. You know, it felt like I'd done a, you know, after that, 
you feel like you're making progress on those sort of workouts where and I think in the past it just felt like I was, yeah, I was getting there and I was getting it done, but I wasn't sort of progressing. And I think you need to just go through that for a few weeks. And now it's uh, on the, on the, on the good side of it, which is, which is pleasing. Yeah. I noticed like you mentioned just on that loop, there's a bit of a dead spot where the watch drops out. Does that have any effect on you at all? Or you sort of look down at the watch and you feel like you're going okay in that second rep, but you look down at the watch and it tells you that you're actually going worse, but deep down you think, hang on, no, this feels like I'm going all right. Yeah, it does. It does for a split second. And I just sort of remind myself just to try and relax and just settle and just go, yeah, just just get through this first rep. And I, I was sort of comforted that the last few sessions I've actually felt better as the session's gone on. So... I sort of just was like, yeah, like just get get through it. If it is a little bit off, that's all right. You'll 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 start to feel a bit better um, once you've had that work uh, that that rep in. So, yeah, but it does play with your mind when you think you're going a bit better and you're seeing, you know, oh, gee, I'm not having a good day. But I I did feel like I was moving okay, so it wasn't like oh I'm in, I'm in trouble early. No, that's right. You always enjoy it when it's the opposite way when you look down and yeah. there's a bit of mayo on the on the results and it comes yeah, through. Yeah. But- when it sort of spits back, it can be a bit of a kick in the guts. But yeah, you've obviously, you just got to push on because there's not too much you can do about it, really. No, there isn't. Not not when it's that early on as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then followed that up with the Sunday run back out at uh, the Arrow Flats, another twenty three k in the bank, um, which is good. I think I was just looking at the weekly. I, I don't know. If that's seems like it's a big week but it's saying 107k which maybe i mean I'm, i don't know i've got all the runs in there so i'm going to take it but um, <laughs> i was surprised that that was 107ks because it felt like uh, maybe just a little bit longer on my warm-up warm downs and that session that sort of three by eight set three by eight minutes is you know it's nearly it's an 8k session so uh, i think Oh, I could see where I've sort of increased a bit on the um the sun the Wednesday runs out to seventy five minutes. So yeah, just even minutes the, here and there help. Even the track session, the four by two k, um, you know that adds up as well. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, you know, a pretty meaty sort of a session. Mm. Yeah, so it's um yeah good to good to round out that week and then uh, just quickly Tuesday's track workout with the Melbourne Uni Melbourne Uni crew. And it was uh, it was a lot of laps, mate. It was uh, some people were doing three by three k, uh, more of the half marathoner sort of marathoners um, were getting after that session. I opted for three by two k, and then um, uh, a one k. So two minutes after the three k's, then another two k. Add two minutes into a one k. And then 90 seconds into a 400. So, yeah, like I said, a lot of laps uh, for me that doesn't do a lot of track workouts and then do. uh... (laughs) But, yeah, got around. I settled in with a good group with uh, with Shoei and Max and uh, we sort of worked off running 320s and worked together, took some laps um, and then... Yeah, it was hurting in the end, actually. It was, um, it thought, to be honest, I thought it would come out a little bit easier than that. And yep. then, um, but again, I think just getting that in the legs. And I don't know if it's a mental thing for me on the track sometimes. I think I go a little bit missing in a few laps, like I feel good. And then 
I might have a lap or two where I just um, go to sleep. And I think on the roads, I probably don't know what it is, but I concentrate better on the roads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I enjoy it. You've probably on the roads, you've got a bit more different scenery to, mm. to mix it up, where I guess the track, it's, it's the same four corners, isn't it? Really? <laughs> There's nowhere to yeah. hide. And, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it just, it's, yeah, if you get dropped, it's only got to be a couple of meters and you feel like you're off the back whereas on, on the road it just feels like it's a bit more forgiving um particularly if you do have a big group i've noticed um on the track there mate that i saw a photo there johnny earl had a pick up about 15 15 of you on the track tuesday night yeah it's a big group yeah the um muac mate they are um they're on the charge they cool. are <laughs> with where for two weeks time we'll have the um park run trial race to get into the uh to the relay team so that'll be a bit of fun but yeah it's a good vibe um yeah having that amount and the weather turned on um so we had that nice easter weekend beautiful weather well monday wasn't great and then by tuesday uh, in melbourne it was like wintry type conditions and just having that group environment and having you know group to meet do the warm up. I had the. I actually did the session, and I probably was. I know, and people who've run with me know that I overdress at the best times in winter. Uh, I did that session in full tights and long sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a bit of a yellowy coloured jacket here. Uh, yeah, yeah, rain jacket there, but yeah. So it's it was a bit of a shock to the system having to go back to the long tights and the long sleeves again after uh, um, our summer. So you sort of thought maybe you get another four to six weeks before the, the long tights had come out, but um, oh, I'm shopping though. Like I, I, I really, you know, that's that's my, you know, I have gloves on in, you know, probably in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, long, yeah, not so, not very uh, strong in the cold. <laughs> no, it's like, that's okay. It's understandable. That's and look, that's why they make this gear for us. <clears throat> so that, that is true. We do get some use out of it. But I did have one query, mate. I haven't run on the track at Melbourne Uni before, but I've admired it. But I look at your session and it's showing 293 metres of elevation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's been a bit of an adjustment down there. Bit of, um, or what's going on? I have no idea how that's happened. Um, I think I lost elevation in a train. <laughs> in a I don't, I, I swear there is not hills on that track. It, it sometimes feels like it, but um, yeah. I know is. you're a bit tired over that last 400, but I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they built a hill into the track. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, yeah, and you'd think with a uni, uh, you know, with the, the sort of academic types going around that they would have um, leveled that track out. <laughs> I, know, I know there's some pretty cool, like the um, Nike track over in Oregon, yeah. sort of <laughs> built into the bush, or you know, the sort of parks and all that sort of thing, but yeah. Um, we do it tough at Melbourne Uni, mate. We make yeah, tracks, um, real blue collar stuff. You yeah. can't even get a flat track. But, um, <laughs> I'll be flying um, once I get on a flat track. Oh, imagine just yeah. <laughs> so no, that's why I was looking at the photo, thinking, hang on, there's no hill there. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, good pickup, mate. Nothing gets past you. No, I so got to try and stay relevant somehow. But um, yeah, and I just thought you might have been doing some secret training, or there was like, hey, it's, it's saying that it's on the track. It's just yeah, I know. And look, doesn't it just go to show that our, you know, seriously, our GPS does throw some some numbers out that we don't really need to take all that seriously. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely, um, I did 
did sort of see that and go, what the, but um, yeah. Very good pickup, mate. Good to hear from your week. And I think we're both, uh, we're both in a good spot. So let's just, uh, you know, keep, keep ticking them off. Yeah, that's it. We might have to um, organise, you know, when these relays come up in a couple of weeks' time, we might have to organise some sort of handicap system where you give me a bit of a head start and see if, yeah. um, you know, we put something on the line. We could do that. I'll definitely look at that. I might have to start um, sandbagging a few sessions like um, <laughs> like Brady and uh, get that handicap out. Well, you know, look, and we can certainly go on to Brady, but um, I think the, the form line's already in there, mate. And with the... <laughs> The Melbourne Uni, um, I guess, time trial coming up. I know you're not going to sandbag that. So, <laughs> uh, there, hey, there's spots up for grabs in first in, in um, the first team. So, and I know you're not going to give that up lightly. So, that is true. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll work on something behind the scenes, mate, and uh, come up with a with a with a handicap system. Yeah, or even if you know any keen listeners are out there who um, reckon they can pick the margin that I need to get a head start so that we finish level, that'd be great. <laughs> give us your give us your thoughts. I like it. This week we are back on the Better with Running podcast is run to BB coach James Jimmy Hansen. Back on for a catch-up off the back of his huge season uh, on the sum, on the summer uh, athletics circuit. Include some season bests that included a 8, 10, 3K, a new PB over the 5K in 1346, where he finished fifth at the Australian National Champs. And also on the roads, he smacked out a, uh, a 10K PB running 29.17. Welcome back to Better With Running Podcast, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me, Zachary and Chris. Good to, good to be back on. I think it, last time I was on, I was in, in the gym. Yeah, so it's nice to be in a bit, yeah. more, <laughs> a bit more relaxed environment. <laughs> Mate, what a season. How, how have you um, come off that, that uh, Nationals performance? Have you had some downtime or you just kept going? Yeah, I've just, I've just kept going since Nationals. So, um, yeah, Nationals was a massive surprise for me. I, I literally I booked my ticket last minute to go because I got covid I think it was like almost two weeks to the day I caught COVID. So I was in quarantine for a week and then I only got out of quarantine the week before. So I'd pretty much written off going, going to nationals altogether. And then, um, and then had a couple, had a couple good, good training sessions leading up. And I think the fact that I'd almost given up on going to nationals was good for me because I just relaxed a bit with my training and I think I got it right for what I could do. So um, but yeah, so, so since that race at nationals, I've been pretty fresh. So I've just been getting back into things and really starting to try to get my loads back up to where I want them to be. Mate, the, I was, yeah, we were, Chris and I were speaking about this race um, when, it, when the results came through and we were just pumped for you. This the whole community, I guess the running community were just so pumped to see you come back after and it was there was a bit in an instagram post that you posted about this sort of massive journey that you basically from one national championships to another and you had mate yes a couple of things it's pretty heavy you had that i don't know just coming off your instagram post you had a blood clot in, in uh in your brain blood thinning medication that you're on now for the rest of your life you've got you've had flare-ups in the sacrum 
you've had some health issues with your mum involved there. Um, that, like you mentioned, COVID. I mean, just so much going on there, mate. How did <laughs> just to get through all that? It just must have been huge for you personally to to achieve that. Yeah, I think that was probably the biggest thing. Like just on the back of everything else that was going, there's been a lot of times where it's like you just completely doubt. You completely doubt yourself and whether it's it's actually ever going to be possible. Like I don't think I lost the fact I wanted to do it, but at times there was just definitely thoughts and moments that came in where I was like, I just don't know how I'm going to potentially do this again or, or whether it's going to be possible. Like, you know, I had, there was a moment last year where my, my arm had gone completely limp, like the same as what stroke victims have and the side of my face has gone numb. And I, I went to like, you know, I went to bed that night, not knowing whether I'd actually get my sensation back again. And you kind of, you have moments like that and you just, you, you appreciate being there because you're like, this could have gone a completely another direction, but everything's worked out. Okay. And I'm in full health. I don't have any health issues. So I'm just really thankful for, I guess, how everything's turned out. Cause despite what's happened, everything's really turned out well for me so i'm pretty fortunate despite all of that yeah but it's, yeah it's been a pretty crazy year it is crazy to hear that you just you know and, and this is this is the thing isn't it i mean chris and i we we see the results we see the time but we don't know you really don't know the backstory and you you know to hear that it's that's quite in, quite impressive what you've overcome yeah no thanks Zaka. So it's a bit like the old iceberg, isn't it, really? Like a lot of the people would just be seeing the results pop up and go, oh, Jimmy's done it again. What a, mm. He's an absolute legend. Like what's, what heights is he going to scale this year? And, you know, people don't see the hard work. They don't know, um, you know, unless you, you know, they're really in your close circle. But otherwise, you know, they don't know about the struggle and, and the hardship that you go through, mate. And you know, I can't even begin to imagine how bloody tough that would have been putting everything together. But, you know, when when things do get a bit grim like that, like how, how do you get out the door and, and, and still get out and go on roads? You know, you, I suppose if you think of it from a coaching perspective, if you had one of your athletes come up to you and say, you know, I'm going through this and I'm going through this and I just don't think I can do it at the moment, then you'd, you know, more often than not, you'd pat them on the shoulder and go, yeah, look, absolutely take all the time you need. But what is it for you, mate, that just kept you putting the shoes on and getting you out there and, and getting it done? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think, um, I think for me, it was just always like running and almost feeling like, you know, like I've got that, you have that belief and you just try to hold on to that belief as much as you can, that you can, you come, can come out the other corner. Um, so I think for me, it's just, it's always just been, just been a belief thing, like believing that, you know, I can do it. And there's also, also times with different things where it's like I've, I've had to have extensive time out of the sport. Yeah. And I think when you have that, that time out and you realize for me, I kind of came to that decision where I realized I really, I really do want to have a crack at this. I really do want to do it. It wasn't so much like it doesn't become so, so much of a chore. It's actually something that you want to do and you enjoy having as a part of your life. So it's like when, when things have become messy, like when I had the blood clot in my brain, I guess the first thing was it like I couldn't run for four to six. I think it was like, four weeks I couldn't run properly and then you know it was like a few times where I'm just walking but it's like you really just want to do that because it's it becomes a bit of a release for you and I think that's the thing with running for me it's become it's become more than just performance based like I actually love that that thing of 
pushing myself to the limit. And I think it's really kept me, it's kept me level with everything else that's going on. And it's given me a bit of vision as well when things are bad. So I think, I think that's probably been the biggest, the biggest thing in, in the performances, just that, that enjoyment for it and trying not to, to do it. And also, I guess at times like giving, giving yourself that rest, like if you can't, sometimes you just can't do something. Sometimes you've got circumstances and I think you need to, you need to realize that that's okay. There's times when you need to rest. There's times when you'll get a chance to go hard. But I think if you, if you put it together all in once, you can, you can do something with it. So yeah, that's my kind of thoughts on that, Chris. Yeah. I think I, and when you, you know, with the, I guess the time that you've had of the sport with injuries and, and everything else that's happened recently, have you found that you're just really grateful for the opportunity to, to get out and do, you know, go out and I guess embrace it and you sort of get more enjoyment out of the moments that come along? Yeah. Like in like the year before last, I had like a serious sacrum injury and it just wasn't getting better for the whole year. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even go out and, couldn't even go out for a um, walk without being in pain. And I remember you just see like, you just see like a normal runner yeah. out going to do a jog and you're just like, I just want to be like that yeah. person. Like, uh, <laughs> I, it's honestly, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're honestly like, I don't really care. Like if I get to a high level again, it's like, I just want to, I just want to get back to the point that I'm, I'm running again and I'm, I'm enjoying it again. And I think, it's just nice when it's like everything starts coming together and your body starts coming together. And I'm sure you guys have experienced as well with your running. And then you, then you just get in that flow where it's like, you just want to push yourself and see how far you go. But it's, mm. it's a very internal thing, I guess it becomes challenging yourself. And I think that's, that's what's really helped me keep, keep going and keep, keep motivated because it's something that's, you know, driven pretty internally within me at the moment. So I'm just, yeah, I think it's a very, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be, be running i'm grateful to be able to push myself i'm grateful my body's allowing me to and yeah it's been a been a good year despite some hard times so and and jimmy you must have a pretty close circle down down in tassie and and even when you're over here in melbourne is there even now is there some people you probably want to obviously there's a lot of people that have helped you along the way but maybe um some people you want to acknowledge that maybe you've got you through these this last couple of tough years yeah like thinking about thinking about in melbourne some of the people that have that have really helped me there's um richard huggins he's he's massive massive support for me he's always there when i'm when i need him and he's he's the person that i basically see as my coach it would be very different to what a normal coaching relationship would be but i know i know he's there whenever i need him and you know, he's been around for just a lot of the, a lot of the journey. And he was there like the year in Melbourne with COVID and stuff like that. And it's, mm. he was my coach, but more, more so him and Lynn were like family. So that was really special to, to have that and have people around you where it's like, you've come to Melbourne to run, but your relationship with them is way more than performance or, you know, but most of the time we don't even talk about running. Like it's, it's very much a side thing, but it's, you know, you know, he's there if you need him. Um, another big one for me, someone that mentored me and, you know, was obviously just retired, like Jeff Risley. And I think like I've got a lot to thank from Jeff, just from opening my eyes to what's, what's possible in the sport. You know, he took me, took me overseas. He showed me mm. how to train, how to, 
how to basically what's what's possible to do and you know I guess made those opportunities available to me and I guess if you don't have those opportunities given to you you don't know whether you would have ever been willing to actually go out on your own so he opened my eyes a lot to the sport and living with him and just seeing his professionalism the way he went about the sport I think it really grew me Mm. as a runner so he was a massive he's been a massive person and my running definitely be missed like even even now like even though I'm living in Tassie you know it's sad that I when I'm coming over for a two-week block like I can't can't train with him like it does feel like that yeah. that bit's missing a little bit because it's just it's been we've been training together since you know 2015 so we'll definitely definitely miss him and you know guys like Tommy Forthorpe he was training partner but one of my best best mates and then obviously in Tassie I've got got some really good training partners down here Josh Harris Doug Hammerlock um Sam Clifford who I train with like there's just a really you know there's a lot of guys down here that have really helped me and then obviously you know my girlfriend my family like um more importantly just the people that have been close to me and really helped me in those tough tough times you know not not so much with running but just just personally because I guess that's that's really helped me get get through to to where I am today with it all so yeah with that spark club and we've spoken about the spark club we've, we've had Josh chat about that and it's a really really tight group and you got some young young gun, guns coming through you probably you're viewing yourself as a bit of a mentor down there as well with like the likes of Sammy Clifford coming through because he's he's probably someone that will start to maybe go overseas and race. And I'm sure you'll be able to um, you know, pass on, pass on some of your, your learnings. Yeah. Like um, it's been cool lately. Like Darcy, who Darcy careless that run is like a run to PB athlete. He's, um, he's been coming down to our sessions mm. and it's, you know, like he's, you can tell he's like an up and coming talent like we did a we did a session the other day and he did a 1500 time trial during training and he ran a 419 mm. and he showed me after and it would have made him finish ninth at nationals and he's bottom age group yeah wow. for and he's he's just someone that that loves loves running but i guess having that group having having that group of guys and there's another guy that what i didn't mention before joey joe phillips you know he's a guy he got into running later he got into running when he was I think he was probably like 26 when he got into running, just started with park run and stuff. And yeah. now he's getting to level. He ran 157 in an 800 last yeah. year. And he won the, they've got like a Tassie race, which is similar to the Balmoral burn. It's called the Balfour burn and it's 400 yeah. meter hill. He ran that, won that, ran a record time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool. Like, I guess, like I feel like we're starting to get some really good runners in. And I guess when you, when you have that, have that group of runners that are rocking up and you just, you know, you get together and there's not, there's not a heap of structure to it either. Like everyone kind of does their own thing, but we do, we do make it work when it works. And I think that can be something really powerful if we get a whole group of guys going well at the same time, but yeah, it's cool. It'll be cool when, when we see those up and comers really come through and hopefully can take on things like, you know, that I've learned from Jeff and different people and, go from there so yeah building a, a strong culture down there for sure yeah like i mean it's similar to the falls creek environment it's like you know you get enough guys 
people can be doing different stuff, but when you're in the environment and there's guys hitting stuff at a high level, I think people people fall into that. And we're seeing, you know, you see that with a guy like Joey who came in, you know, last year, I think he's struggling to break like 210 for an 800. Now he's running 157. You know, yeah. he's in that that high performance environment. That's that's someone that's, he's, he's 28 now and it, he's he's running those times. So it's, yeah, it's cool when you have that that type of group to push each other. Mate, your 5Ks, we were talking about your national performance. You had the 13.49 at Box Hill Burn, you ran 13.49, and then a month later at the Nationals, ran 13.46. So clearly fit over the five. And then looking ahead, you've got, uh, I saw your mug came up for uh, promoting Run the Tan. So you've been signed up to come back to Melbourne for that one, for the the lap of the, the famous tan running track what's your pb there you've run pretty fast i feel like i, think, yeah, I know you might have, i think it's like 10, i think it's like i think it's like 1050 <laughs> i ran last year yeah i remember seeing you you were up, I think up something there, like that. a good crack yeah yeah I, I gave it a crack with stewie on the on the first half of the course <laughs> and i definitely paid for it <laughs> on the back half but it's nice You're to get a couple photos it's nice to get a couple photos of him going halfway up the hill but yeah i didn't go much further <laughs> And you got a goal for this, uh, this beat that time, or yeah, is that the, is that the obvious goal? Um, I don't, I don't think I really have a time goal. I just, I just want to attack it pretty hard. Like I feel like I'm in a pretty heavy training block at the moment. I'm just going to see it as a bit of that. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to just see, see what happens. I think, you know, I'm definitely in better shape than what I was in in nationals, whatever time, you know, three weeks ago. So. I'm just excited to kind of give it a crack. I'm not not tapering or anything off for it this week, but so is that what... is that winter the beginning of a winter training, or you've still got some track races you're going to attack maybe somewhere else? Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to do a little track stint. So I'm thinking of coming to like well, I've got organised. I've got a car booked anyway, so I've got to figure. <laughs> I've got to figure out accommodation, but I've got a car booked for two weeks from Sunday. Mm. so I'm looking, I want to come to Melbourne for two weeks and do a bit of training with um, Justin Renaudi's group with Peter Bow. I've done that, done that in the last couple of years. And mm. um, yeah, like that's probably someone else I'm really thankful for. JR just lets me jump in with the group, you know, for two, three weeks every year. And it's helps mm. my season so much. And like, you know, Pete, all those guys, Jeff, when they're there, they're so flexible. Um, so I'm looking at trying to get over for the two weeks I, I am still looking at going to Europe and I want to do Leonora as well. So I'm just going to see how the next, the next six to eight weeks goes. And I think if I do all right with um, Leonora, I'll book a flight off the back of that cash. So that's kind <laughs> of like the, <laughs> nice. the, the goal. And if not, if not, I feel like I didn't really get much of a track track season this year, like in terms of I had state champs, but I didn't, I didn't have like a good run of actually doing track sessions and building that into my training. So I feel like I've, I feel like I'm still in wind, like I'm just kind of getting into track stuff now and I've been in a very heavy like winter base the whole year. So my kind of thoughts are that I need to get that stimulus into my training somewhere this year. It's probably, you know, it's, I mean, it's going to be hard to make world champs or com games or anything like that. But I think for next year and the year to come, if I miss that, that, you know, faster stuff for the year. It's going to be easy for me to start 
to lose that a little bit. So I'm trying to get that in. And then if it goes really well, then I'll, then I'll head overseas. Exciting, yeah. mate. Yeah, very exciting few months ahead. Yeah, no, nah, should should be good. Like see how the see how the body the body holds up and give it a crack. Now, Jimmy, I've noticed also uh, you've become a bit of a uh, the pillar performance pin-up boy with uh, some good socials going around. Have you um you got a favorite supplement you've been using um I know maybe some magnesium or some of the um, motion armor. What's what's your go-to supplement? Yeah, magnesium magnesium's probably what I use the most. I just um I find that I just feel good. I feel good after I take it after a run. Like I wasn't really I wasn't really using anything after a run, but it's like I find after like a hard, heavy session and it's just like you feel flat. I take the magnesium and I find I'm just feeling better throughout the day. So, and then I find that, I find that second runs usually a bit better as well. So yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Also, I'm a big, big fan of fish oil too, like fish oil. Cause I've had some, like a lot of tendon in- injuries. I've used fish oil as a way to get rid of the inflammation without using anti-inflammatories for long periods of time. And like I had, I had like a henny tendinopathy and they basically said I, they didn't really think the pain would go away. Like I'd be dealing with that for the rest of my running, but rather than using anti-inflams, I use the fish oil and yeah, like occasionally I'll get, get feeling, but whenever I get feeling, I just smash a bit of fish oil in and I'm feeling really good on that as well. So it's good. And I love the pillar products too, because it's like the, they're actually, they're higher dosage compared to other brands. And I used to like, I used to have to have like 10 fish oils of like, <laughs> of like the different different yeah. supplements so I can like take a few. That's take a few meal. less. So. Yeah, it was, it was disgusting too. Oh, gross. So, <laughs> with the magnesium, mate, do you normally do the tablets or do you have the powder? I take, I take the powder. Yeah. Yeah, I do have the tablets, but I'm just more of a fan of just getting the – like I find it's a good way just to get hydrated as well, like mm. – like sometimes when I'm working from home that I can be a bit slack getting water in. And if I've got a magnesium powder, it's like you obviously get the magnesium in, but you also get a good hit as well with the water. So yeah, but no, it's been really good. It's been awesome partnering with them. I know they're doing some stuff with run to BV, which I've heard about, which is. Yeah. They've been a great supporter cool as well. Yeah. The community and yeah, it's just a very good brand to, partner up with hey um just on just sort of these um i guess changes in your train is there any other changes that you've made or any modifications in your training in the last the the year is there any any one percenters you're doing now that you didn't used to do is it anything you can put your put your finger on or is it pretty much more the same that you've been just been putting together um that's a good question i've tried to be i've tried to be a little bit more consistent with my offloads every four weeks I've found, found I'm always trying to drift. Like when I'm training hard, I'm always trying to drift them, you know, to five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks before yeah. I actually offload. And I've found a lot of times it can be like, you know, the time when I get to the seventh week without an offload where I was getting injuries. Mm. So trying to be a bit more consistent when you're going well, because I, because I write my own training and everything, it's so easy for me to, to go over that, that limit. Like, I definitely think riding my own training works best for me, but it's also like, 
um, there's a balance there between between holding myself back. So I need to be. I think I have the last little training block. I have been a lot more, a lot more disciplined with with doing that. But yeah, like one percent is not not a whole whole deal. Like I think big thing for me is just like trusting the process. Like state three k, I ran eight ten, which was seventeen seconds off what I ran in my previous three k, mm. and you start thinking, am I doing something wrong? Doubting the process, you know? And I, I started thinking, you know, do I need to get a coach? Like for me, do I need to get a coach? Do I need to talk to someone and stuff like this? And the reality was, it's just like, sometimes you have a bad race. Sometimes things don't go the way you want them to do, but it's just getting back to that fact. If you've done it once before and something works and it's working well, just continue to trust that process and and things can can come right. So that was a, that was a really big one for me, you know, eight, 810 didn't really think I was in great shape you know you start getting in your mind you're like I'm not going very well and then my next my next race like I had state champs won the eight and the 1500 there and then your next race is a 2917 and that was a 35 second probably one of my biggest breakthrough runs in yeah. terms of the PB but I was I was seriously doubting myself you know probably four or five weeks before so yeah. that was that was a big lesson what mileage did you run that? Um, would you have been on to get that ten k down to twenty nine minutes? Are you you over the hundred and twenty mark? You under that or? No, I can look at my Strava. When that was actually. So you know the, the running, the running nerds love to know uh, these. You know your your k's and your sessions, and uh, I know we yeah. Piso and I uh, definitely love hearing the um all the all the figures. So run the bridge, that would have been, that was February, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So third to the ninth of Jan, I was 115.4. Mm-hmm. 10th to the 16th, 122.3. 17th to the 23rd, I was 126.8. 24th to the 30th, I was 85. 31st and 6th, I was 114.8. And then 7th to the 13th, I was 136.9. That includes a bit of swimming as well, I think. So, so you've got a bit of cross training in there as bit well. Of cross, bit of cross training in there as well. Mm. I think that counts on the, on the graph. But yeah, so I had a, looks like I had quite a big, big week leading up to that. Mm. it's impressive mate it's a great run 29.17 on the roads particularly off those uh races you had in there as well like the uh the range is pretty impressive yeah it was a it was a surprise like that one because like as i said i was really doubting i was really doubting myself i was just I i went into the race like not doubting myself in the fact that it's like really matters but i was like I was like, geez, I'd be happy to break 30 minutes in this race. Like that was my mindset going in. I'm like, yeah, if I break 30 minutes, I'll be, I'll be stoked. <laughs> and then I think the boys just got out. Like they didn't get out super aggressive. Like I thought they would like you get Liam Adams and Brett in a race and you're like, this is going to be crazy. But um, yeah, they, they took it out quite conservative. And I think I was just in there long enough that, you know, I got to the, got to the top of the hill and I, there was only five of us there. And I was like, I was looking at the guys I was with, I was like, geez, if I, I feel all right, if I hang on with any of these guys, like I'm, 
these guys are on another planet compared to the times I've ran. I'm like, there's going to be a big PB. So <laughs> what an awesome feeling that must have been. Yeah. So no, nah, it was, it was cool. Cause I guess, you know, going back to when I was younger and stuff, like you'd be in those races and you watch those guys out in the front and you think, geez, they're like, how do they run that fast for that long? And then to actually put yourself where you're, you're with them for a decent period of time. that I felt, I found that was a really cool, it's a great run because I mean, run the bridge isn't flat either. Like it's, you know, it's certainly not the track. Yeah, <laughs> there's, nah. some, there's some genuine hills in that one. Um, mm. But to come away with a 29.17, particularly when you, know, you just wanted to break 30 minutes, that's massive. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was cool, especially being a bigger, a bigger boy. You don't know what you – you don't know if you're ever going to run, run a really good – Good 10k. So, <laughs> but of, of all your results over the summer, mate, and year to date, what's probably the one that stands out most for you as being the, the one you're most proud of? Definitely, definitely nationals. Like coming, coming out of nationals, like I was talking to you boys earlier, and I was, um, got COVID like two weeks before it. So I had to quarantine. Like I'd literally come out of quarantine seven days before the race. Um, I'd pretty much given up even going. And then, because I didn't see a point, I'm like, I'm not going to run. Like, what am I going to get out of this race? I'm like, you know, and I think, I think since COVID and stuff, I've been a little bit less um, wanting to travel. And, you know, usually I'd be like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. But I was just like, if I'm not going to get out anything out of the race, what's, what's the point of, of doing it? But I just, I guess I just made that, made that decision. I had a couple of good sessions and I thought, you know what? I'll give it a go. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And yeah, I just felt felt good in the race. And to run thirteen forty six after, you know, I guess like I did a, you know, you have those doubts in in coat when you've got COVID. You're like, I'm not. I'm so. I'm gonna. I'm so far away from where I want to be. And then to be, you know, two weeks later and you're running a PB. It's um, that was that was a pretty pretty crazy feeling. So probably in this, you know. Bit of an odd question, I guess, but you know, you, you certainly we're not going to sit here and advocate anyone go and get COVID two weeks out from a big race and say that's going to help. But do you think um, just having that, I guess, really enforced downtime help freshen your body up to really, you know, and once you beat that virus, um, put it in a your shape where you might have felt a little bit underdone, but just being that bit fresher really sort of gave you a chance to go and attack it, and I guess. Um, also take the pressure off yourself as well, given that you weren't expecting an outstanding result. Yeah. Well, I felt, I felt really good. Like, I think that was the thing I didn't expect to feel good. And what, I guess what hurt, what was good for me, I had a, like one of those sacrum flare ups I talked about, I had a sacrum flare up just after box Hill. So my sacrum flared up and I was like, Oh, you know, this is potentially a season. Like once your sacrum goes, COVID actually meant that I had to have the full downtime. I had to rest. So, it was pretty much perfect timing to get that. But yeah, like, as you say, Chris, like I felt, I felt really fresh. It wasn't the normal way to do it because it's like I had to, the next week I had to hit it pretty hard. Yeah. But the sessions that I did, I just felt, I'm like, I'm feeling too good for what I should feel off COVID. Cause I just expected to feel so bad. And I did, I did get hit pretty, pretty hard with it as well. Like, you know, like I wasn't, wasn't ridiculously bad, but I was like in bed for pretty much three days. Like it wasn't like just, you know, you just get the cold and it's not too bad. Like I was really, yeah. I was really wiped out with it, but yeah. um, I had a couple, it was good. Like I had one of my athletes and he really pushed hard 
during it and obviously we didn't have much experience with it mm. and you know he was riding every day just trying to do what he could and I, he couldn't take off like once he got out he couldn't take oxygen in so i was like mm. i was i realized you know i feel like this isn't a virus you should push through like it's a virus you really need to rest mm. and if you give it the rest you'll be be all right so i'm glad i kind of actually took the time yeah, and, and it's a good little segue into your coaching, mate, because you've been with Run for BB for a few years coaching and learning along the way. And I think um, I think all of us um, just on that COVID thing have had to had to sort of navigate through coaching athletes who have recovered from COVID and, and dealing with that. But um, just overall with your coaching, how has it been going and, and, and where you're at with it and how your athletes going? Yeah, it's been like, it's been really good. Like my group, my group's just stayed pretty pretty like um stagnant in terms of like the growth of my group but it's mm. it's been i've actually really enjoyed that because it's i feel like i've got like a really um strong group of people right now that i'm working really really well with and you know we kind of get each other and just it's it's been a bit long term with the people that i've had and just seeing yeah. seeing that growth over a long long period of times really cool and you know just the ups and the downs like under, understanding that and being able to just pick up cues in their training, you know, just different things. If you're picking up just mentally, like if you can just tell they're off or that, you know, they're missing mm. parts, just because you've been on that journey yourself, understanding that and just being with them on that journey, being like, this is all right. Like it's okay to have, you know, hills and valleys, I guess, in mm. what you're doing. And as long as we're moving forward longer term, you're going to, you're going to get the results and there's no, there's no rush with it. Like you don't have to mm. be, in a rush you can only move on what you can do each week but yeah i find you know i like i said with my athlete that had covid it's like i'm i'm learning stuff all the time mm. with my training you know with offload weeks with taking rest and different things and it's like when you when you're coaching people to do something you you know i guess it's a good thing for me because it's like you got to take on a little bit of what you're doing yourself mm. as well so it kind of makes you be a little bit more aware from a coach's perspective into what you should do as an athlete. But yeah, obviously last year with, with COVID, like we didn't get many chances to race. So it's been cool mm. getting some chances to race and just the variety of athletes I've got. Like I've had Michael Priest this year that he won a couple of the, um, the pro, the BAL races, you know, yeah. I think he won about, about three sashes <laughs> and he's, you know, he's he's done amazing well on that side of things and then i've got another athlete called lucy and like her goal is to break 30 minutes for 5k and it's been it's been a journey of you know injuries and you know setbacks but it's just like she just keeps pushing and she just keeps being resilient despite things and she keeps keeping that belief and you know i love i, I love that thing that it's for me like i don't get any more enjoyment out of seeing someone win a sash as i do out of someone you know just doing their three runs a week and just mm. being consistent with that because that's a breakthrough for them because it's, it's all self-improvement. And I find that's, that's, that's the cool thing to see. So yeah, I, I love, love seeing it, that mate. variety. Absolutely love that. And I think you're, um, they're very lucky to have you in their corner, those athletes. And it uh, sounds like you've got a, a great relationship with them and uh, it's been great catching up, mate. And yeah, uh, we're just excited. Christo and I will be following over the next few months. We obviously following uh, this this weekend's run the tan to see you um, 
maybe we'll we'll see a few sneaky pictures of you up the front again, um, up, yeah. up the Anderson Street Hill. Yeah, no, I'll give it a I'll give it a crack going out. I'll I'll get up with the pace, I reckon. And, you know, <laughs> if we blow, we blow. At least you got a downhill to blow up on. So it's um you can't surely you can't do too bad. Love it, mate. And then, but, yeah, no, it'll be a bit of fun. Well, Thanks for catching up, boys. Yes, good luck with the rest of the season, mate. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely check in and um, we'll have another catch up uh, down the track. Yep, sounds awesome. I'll Take care, mate. Soon. Thanks, right. Jimmy. Thanks, See, Jim. you, Chris. See you, Zach. Yeah. Bye. See you, mate. Now, Chris, a bit of around the grounds for this week. And uh, we're heading over to Boston for the Boston Marathon, mate. We had a couple of a few athletes going around the streets of Boston. Yeah, that was pretty awesome to see that come through. And obviously, obviously a race that um, had a bit of an absence with, with all the rest of it. Uh, obviously, things going uh, pear-shaped overseas and majors and all the rest of it. But um, it was pretty cool to see some of our athletes go over there and do it. Oh, mate, just so envious. Um, it was even just surreal seeing the the Boston Marathon back on. I think it was um, just on three years since it'd been held over on Patriots Day, and I mean just the history behind the event. It's um, I think it's the longest running major marathon in the world, and yeah, the fact that some of our athletes got to go over and participate, and, and I guess really go and soak it up, just oh. Yeah, it was, it was good having a look at some of the stuff that came through on the socials there, mate. We had a couple go over there that uh, mattress coaches, Scott and Jenny. Um, Scott was heading over for the marathon and mate, he's had a, uh, a chatting to mattress. Um, actually caught, had a bit of a troubled short prep in the end with some issues, a bit of a rough lead and he had to do the isolation <laughs> got bronchitis, you know, when things go, you know, what do they say? When, uh, when it rains, it pours and he strained his back in the gym. Oh, but no. look, he's still, <laughs> <laughs> he's still got over there uh, and, and all accounts uh, and Mattress uh, had, the, had the hot take from me. He said he bloody loved it. And he, he reckoned the atmosphere was unbelievable, better than New York. So he's Ooh. done, he's ticked off New York. And now big he's call. So, uh, yeah, it's a big call. But, yeah. Finished it in uh, a touch over five hours, and then yeah, his his partner Jenny was um was obviously coming over to support. Decided to get involved and, and jump in the five k, and I think we saw some um some socials of them enjoying a um Boston Red Sox. You're a you're a American sports fan, Boston Red Sox um, baseball at uh, Fenway Fenway Park post marathon. Yeah. So uh, getting the full experience over there. Oh mate, just getting a bit of culture. <laughs> uh, that's what it's about um yeah i know that that would have been an incredible experience too i mean obviously the marathon would have been yeah. the highlight but um yeah just to, to head down to Fenway park and watch the red Sox, that'd be awesome and also brett lethberg was over there he is coached by andy buchanan and uh he he put up his strava post and he had a bit of a race report um and he's went with uh yeah so boston marathon he had that Add five minutes to the time as watch didn't kick in for the 1K or so. So officially ran 252.49. Didn't actually go to plan. Had some stomach cramp issues at 24K. Onwards, put me back a bit with a, with a few stops. What can you do? Question mark. Head down, keep pushing and don't give up. So love that attitude. And he um, made it 24K when you're in a bit of strife to <laughs> finish that marathon. That is 
Addy Gutsy and uh, awesome stuff. And he gave a shout out to Andy, um, yeah, to his, for his coaching wisdom and support in his uh, Strava post. So um, massive congratulations to, to Brett. Yeah, no, gutsy stuff by Brett. I mean, you sort of, I suppose you invest all that time and effort and money into traveling up over to Boston. And, you know, something he'd been looking forward to for months and months and months and months um, since he would have got, a, I guess, confirmation that he was in the event. And, you know, when the you can go one or two ways, really, can't you? When um, you know, things really start to hit the fan at 24K, you could really just sort of pack it in and, and sulk your way through. Um, or pull out but not not brett he, he toughed it out and you know he was determined to still make the most of his experience and i'm sure there'll be a bit of fuel there whether it's to go back to boston one day and, and you know have that um dream experience that, that we all hope for or or whether it's another marathon but um yeah it'd be great to to see him sort of take the lessons from from boston and, and put them into practice later on down the track it looked like a uh, did you catch any of the footage of the race it was a pitch perfect day like oh i'll tell you some of the you see some years where it's just absolutely howling <laughs> yeah. rain and rain and it looks like oh you know, wearing jackets one year you know yeah yeah, yeah the the yuki and desi one um, yeah. they were both all in you know pretty much long sleeve jackets gloves um you know pretty much anything that was going to keep the chill out and this just looked like it was made to order just clear yeah. sky a bit of sun um and the crowd it was great to see a massive crowd massive there crowd, again. Yeah. Um, we got 25,000 athletes lined the streets. So, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, so that's, that's massive. You know, that's a big, what does Melbourne get? Eight, maybe 6,000, 8,000? Yeah, I think in, in the marathon, around seven, um, but across yeah. all the events combined over the, the two days, close to 20,000, and yet yeah. these 25,000 just lining up on, on the start line of a marathon altogether. So, I think um, I read something somewhere where um, all 50 US states were represented and participants yeah. from over 120 countries. So, Jeez. yeah, um, you know, that's it's worldwide, isn't it? Mate, question for you. What's on the on the bucket list on the majors? You've got Tokyo, Boston, Chicago, New York, London, Berlin. What's what's on uh, Chris's radar? Uh, I'll tell you what, it's a bit, I don't have kids, but it'd be a bit like asking parents, who's your favorite <laughs> child? <laughs> oh, how do you pick one? Um, go oh, the six-star medal, mate. It's, yeah, why not three. do all six? Um, <laughs> like that taco, Ed, why can't we do both? Um, look, there's ones I'd want to do for different reasons. I think um, if I had to pick one, I'd pick London. Um, London for mine, just the the scenery of the course um i'm a bit of a sucker for that sort of stuff so um i get chills just watching the finish of that every year where they run down in front of the palace and um, like the finish line just looks incredible and obviously there's a lot of hard work you can't just you know turn up and run that final k but um yeah i think london would be the one that i'd love to do and just sort of to be able to immerse in everything um like i i guess um you know, before I was doing my running, it was all cricket. So, um, you know, get, get over there and enjoy a bit of the um, English sports atmosphere and, um, you know, even the, the Premier League soccer as well. Whilst I'm not a big soccer fanatic, I, probably, yeah. I enjoy the crowds more than anything in the atmosphere. So, um, like the chants and the singing and all of that sort of stuff. So I'd love to just go and embrace myself in the, in the culture over there for a little bit. Um, 
the London Marathon would be just the absolute pinnacle. But um, I, I am, if- um, I'll just just chime in now because I am laughing and you, we're doing this on Zoom, so you can see me smiling as you talk about <laughs> London. But when you mentioned that last K and that finish. I can attest to, yeah, it looks great on photo in, in, on YouTube and photos on the screen, but when you're actually having a shocker and you've cramping and you don't remember the last few K and <laughs> you actually cramp on the side near the fucking uh, <laughs> palace, like, it's just, yeah, I, I'd like to think I have good memories of that last K, but I, I actually don't. But um, that's Is just that- a personal story that... Um, London was awesome for the first half and I enjoyed the sights, but did not enjoy the rest of the course. Um, didn't um, purchase the, <laughs> didn't purchase the official course photography. from Yeah. That event, I, yeah. It took me months to even go back and look at the result. Was that filthy? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. but yeah, I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably should go back and see what those are that, you know, you can watch those race videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Been, uh, yeah. Oh, it was, wouldn't be a pretty sight. No, I think, um, you know, look, I'd love to do Berlin because it's a fast course and Boston, Boston would be pretty special as well for me just because of the history of the event. Um, mm. Probably two people who wouldn't really get um, any limelight because uh, they're not, I guess, necessarily elite athletes, but um, Dick and Rick Hoyt um, have a pretty storied history through Boston. Um, so Rick Hoyt, um, had cerebral palsy and his dad Dick um, pushed him through like literally in a chair pushed him through the Hawaiian Ironman several times yes a whole heap of different endurance events um, they're sort of icons in the, the Boston area they've even got a statue at the start line in, in Hopkinton so oh, have they, yeah. Um, yeah like that for me that like that'd be the sort of stuff that I'd love to go and see um, and, and experience um, so yeah in fact to they're the three that I'd love to go and do, but yeah, if we were one, London. And I think as a sneaky one, one that I'd love to see included as a major is Valencia. Um, at the end of the year, you sort of see always some special results popping off there. Um, you know, in, I think it's December they normally, or November, December, they normally have that one. So, um, yeah, if, you, if we could push for a seventh. You're calling for an adding or are you going to take someone? Are you going to, you going well, to demote I'll, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'd hate to trigger people <laughs> and have complaints come in. There'd be, be an event that I would take out, but um, I don't want to upset anyone. So let's begin the official push, push for a seventh major seventh. marathon. <laughs> get <laughs> that medal, said, medal uh, modified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can get a seven-star um, marathon major and let's get Valencia in there as well because, um, yeah, yeah it looks okay. like an incredible event too. Don't want to annoy any of the organisers that are listening as well because we all know how bloody hard it is to get into these no well, well that's it i would hate to um nominate to run in the event that i may have mentioned earlier that should have come off and get <laughs> um get my name blacklisted <laughs> because i said that it should be a marathon yeah. major. So, yeah. yeah nice one mate hey um we were talking about london and um in the uk we mentioned last week andy buchanan was cited on the socials um cited a few times on a bike floating around London city, um, checking out a few canals and then um, there's some rumors floating around that he was on a Kentucky tour, but being confirmed, he's actually over there for a marathon and he's running Hamburg uh, in Germany this coming weekend. So exciting for um, obviously front BB coach, Andy Buchanan to um, get after that marathon. And 
What was also cool was to see him link up with um, Runs BB coach John Cox, who is based in the UK, and um, got together for a run and uh, a few strides. And, and there's some video footage of John Cox um, pretty much putting Andy away in the strides, which was pretty cool to see as well. <laughs> yeah, look, Lane, I did watch that a few times. Like Andy was uh, just coasting along and, and John was uh, might have been just working a couple of years higher than Andy, but it was good to see. And I'm there, I'm, I reckon there, there might have been a, a few bragging nights there at the end of that because I know Andy loves his strides as well. So um, John just might have got him with a good time, maybe a bit of jet lag still. And um, yeah, Andy just taking a bit easy before the marathon. But no, some great footage there. And how, you know, how cool is that? You know, guys you know, literally on the other side of the world getting a chance to catch up and go for a run together and, and have a bit of banter. You know, that's what it's about, isn't it? Definitely, yeah, oh, 100%. And also, I think, you know, for Andy, he's over there. He, you know, he's playing the waiting game. Like, he's obviously got, I've, I've been in touch with him a little bit and he's, you know, this is now race week and he's just like, I just want this, want this week, you know, it's Sunday to come you know, and race day to come and you're just waiting around, you know, he's done a bit of touristy stuff, but now he's got to kind of keep off his feet and, and to catch up with, with John and, um, and his partner, Kelly, who incidentally she did send through the, the footage so we could slow it down to just to make sure um, who got the chocolates in those slides. But um, thank you to Kelly for sending that through. And um, they're actually fellow podcasters. I don't know if you've listened to the single malt marathoners, but um, very highly regarded podcast that one. I know yeah. Brady's a big fan. They are going really well. And um, yeah, so it was um, very cool that they could uh, catch up, go for a run and um, yeah, just choose the fat and, and just, you know, I guess help for Andy just to sort of have some almost familiar faces and just, uh, yeah, just chill out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for Andy, I'd definitely be looking forward to Hamburg this weekend, given, um, you know, Gold Coast, he was all set to go in amazing mm -hmm. shape. And, you know, got Gold Coast got pulled out from under him four or five days out from the event, cancelled due to COVID. And then, you know, he had the looking to do Melbourne towards the end of the year. And, you know, just a few injury niggles put that one aside. So hopefully it's a case of third time lucky. Um, you know, and, and look, he has been in great shape over the summer as well. So, um, let's just hope it all clicks and that, you know, Andy really gets a chance to do justice to the training and the shape that he's been in for a long period of time. Definitely. We will be keeping, we will be staying tuned for that one over the weekend and obviously reporting back next week and we might give Andy a shout out in the uh, Around the Grounds feature. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it'd be good to get him on and um, get a bit of a review from the man himself. <laughs> Well, mate, it's been a bumper episode and um, we will be back next week. What's on for you coming up session-wise? You got anything in the pipeline? Any, any exciting sessions ahead? Yeah, look, this weekend, um, just on the Kyla Lakes loops, we, I'm going to do, I've got a combination of miles and 800s this week um, with some standing recoveries. So um that'll be pretty solid i think there's about eight k's worth of work all up in there for me but unfortunately it's not on the track so <laughs> um yeah just um having that as sort of probably a last big hit out um also a solid hit out before the relays and a um, bit of a shorter one for anna this week on the monofart like just as a, a bit of a tune up freshen up ahead of great ocean road in, in a few weeks time awesome mate looking forward to hearing all that how that all goes and um yeah we'll be back next week for another catch-up no, sounds good. Looking forward to it already. All right, mate. That's up. That's us done for the week. Good job. <laughs>